Hi, I'm Danny. <laughs> I'm Bailey. I just one question. Yeah? Are they there yet? My mom just was. Really? Yeah. She just got back from Georgia uh, last Friday. Your sister wants to be. She does desperately. So, so desperately. I can't imagine why, but. It's that little town. uh, Carrollton. Yeah, little town. She adores Carrollton. Specifically. That's very odd to me, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Her fascination with Carrollton turned into just a fascination with Georgia. I get it. I have like an and then the University of Georgia, Oregon, so like I get it <laughs> for no reason other than it's Portland. Like I don't, I've never been there. I don't know. <laughs> I have an attachment to um, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, I get that. Something about it, I just love. It's nice. I don't think I'd want to live there, but I I love it. I specifically like the Ukrainian village in Chicago. Big fan. It's very pretty. I wouldn't live there, but I think it's very nice. (laughs) Anyway, we're in Georgia. We are in Georgia. (laughs) So yeah, Um, a few few side notes. The background noise should be to a minimum, besides the rhythmic pumping you hear in the background, the suckling noise, that's the pump, and potentially Bailey's AC or heat or heat or whatever the hell it is. It's snowing. I want snow. I want snow so bad. I hate snow. I like snow I like if I don't have to leave. That's but I have true. to go to work in the morning. Um, I don't know. Something about snow makes me want to leave. It makes me want to, like, you know, seize the day. It's so cold. I love it. It is so cold. My day. skin is so dry. I mean, I get that. And you got to get those moisturizers in. My skin is so supple. You got to get that uh, night cream and shit. <sighs> Here's the thing. I have oily skin, and it's cold enough that my skin is dry. Mood. Yeah. That's okay. where we're okay. at. <laughs> yeah. Great. Because I don't have an oily sheen to my face by the end of the day. That's true. But also, my face hurts when I put product yeah. on. Because it's so dry that it's like stingy. Yes, it hurts. <laughs> uh, you know what's not cold or dry? Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about dry. Maybe I feel like they're humid, right? I don't know. The South to me is just humid. Besides, like Arizona. Oh, you were talking about humidity. Yeah, I don't know if it's like raining there currently. I don't know the current (laughs) weather of Georgia. (laughs) But in general, I think it's pretty humid. Yeah, it's it's definitely a southern state. The southeast is nice and marshy. Yep. Uh, Speaking of marshes, uh, Georgia. Is actually home to the largest swamp in, in the United States. Really? I am spouting that off the top of my head because I remember seeing it, but I don't remember the name of the swamp. But that was a really good segue. Big swamp. Big swamp. Georgia is the last of the 13 colonies. Which is so weird because I, I don't know. I never, I think this is the first time I'm really acknowledging that. Yeah, wait a minute. That feels wrong. That feels <laughs> that wrong. Feel wrong. <laughs> Weren't the rest like up there? New England. Yeah. What the hell, Georgia? <laughs> um, Georgia is the largest state east of the Mississippi, which isn't hard. Yeah, I know. We're pretty small. Because um, right you're mostly competing with the new tiny New England states. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I wrote that down without doing more research, so... Georgia's home to the oldest state park in the nation, and I meant to look up what state park that was. And then I Hold didn't. On. Keep spouting facts. Um, Georgia is home to the invention of the Cherokee-ridden alphabet. Ooh. Um, which makes sense. We've kind of been in Cherokee Nation the last couple episodes. So, relevant topic. Also invented in Georgia was Coca-Cola, which makes sense because there's a Coca-Cola museum in Atlanta. Which is the Allegedly, capital. it's Indian Springs State Park. No, that's the church I went to when I grew up. You <laughs> <laughs> said, no, I know a lot about Indian Springs. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Georgia was the first state to lower the voting age to 18. So for a long time, it was 21. As it should um, be, but okay. <laughs> and then Georgia lowered it to 18. 18-year-olds are not responsible enough for that. But Well, they... Mm, I don't know. On one hand, it's like, you know... Gen Z is one of the most liberal populations, so I'll let it happen for now. Yeah. I'll, you can You can do it. I believe in you. Because on one hand, it's like, are you really old enough to be an adult at 18? But also they expect you to like, go off to university and stuff. But also you can still be on your parents' insurance. But also, you know. You can pay your parents' insurance until you're like 26. Yeah, you can. Unless you're married. <laughs> and then you got to figure it out, fucker. It's me. I'm fucker. <laughs> um, and then finally, just because I knew about it and thought it was relevant. Um, Wesleyan College in Macon, Georgia was the first college in the world chartered to grant degrees to women. So it's still an all, I believe it's still an all women's college. Um, Wesleyan College is also the um, home for sororities, basically. So the two oldest sororities in the world, um, in the United States were founded in 1950 or not 19, 1851 and 1852. It is Alpha Delta Pi and Phi Mu, also known as the Philomathian Society. Uh, when it was chartered i was a fine you that's why that's why i said i knew that (laughs) (laughs) that's baby (laughs) yeah back when they were still fraternities yeah i'm in a fraternity that you know because you know whenever you say like i'm in a fraternity people go you mean a sorority no i don't (laughs) because it's funny fraternity they didn't have the word (laughs) sorority i think there's a Yes, I think there is. I can't remember what, which one. There is one that boasts to be like the oldest sorority because I think they're the first technically sorority, sorority yeah. before we when they started using that name. Um, but AD Pi and Fimeo are the first two, and they were founded at Wesleyan College, the first college to grant degrees to women. Nice. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that shit. Good old M three, Mary Mary and Martha. <laughs> Mary Mary and Martha. <laughs> yep. Love them. Go <laughs> off, queens. <laughs> Is that all your facts? It was. Those are so fun. Thank you for the fun facts, Bailey. Um, yep. Out of Danny, the news. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have our, our first cryptid. And listen, I just want to let you know that I've had a very stressful day. <laughs> and we're going to make it through this, okay? We're going to make it through it. And it's very interesting. And I will say... I kind of resigned myself for the longest time to not do water-based cryptids because I really would like us to do a season on things in the water, which would count for cryptids, caves, mysteries, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's Georgia's a lot haunted on its own. Georgia's haunted yeah. on its own, so we can find a haunted lake later. This is true. I'm sure they've got some haunted Man-made lakes. Later. Most of the lakes in Georgia are... Oh, yeah, man-made um, lakes are fucking man-made. horrifying. <laughs> There's not that many natural lakes, naturally occurring lakes in Georgia. Yeah, because you have to flood a whole city to build a lake. I'm yeah, haunted as hell. Um, but yeah, so I had kind of resigned myself to not. But then when you look up Georgia cryptids, there's not a lot going on there. And the most famous one that you find would be the one that I chose. And I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. So, of course, in classic fashion, the easiest way to start one of these bad boys is a Reddit story. So this is r slash cryptozoology, which I didn't know was a Reddit subforum, but cool. So this Reddit user says, eight months ago, says, in the spring of 2000, I was working as a deckhand on a small boat. I was young and a little out of control. And when we'd been in the Virgin Islands, I'd gotten into some trouble with the captain and decided I was going to jump ship as soon as we got back to the USA. We were in Jacksonville, Florida first, but I couldn't muster the courage to leave. Then a few days later, we were docked in Brunswick, Georgia, and with a little help of some chemical courage, I packed my stuff and slipped off the dock under the cover of night. I had no idea what was go- what I was going to do or where I was going to go. I essentially was homeless now, so I found a big tree a few hundred yards away to sit under and collect my thoughts. The tree I was relaxing under was just a few yards less than a football field away from the river, and pretty soon I saw something that I couldn't explain and will never forget. Quietly gliding along, just below the surface of the water, was a large, dark figure. It was around midnight, so obviously it was dark out, but the creature's back would surface as it swam along. It was clearly very large, I remember thinking. It was similar to how I understood the Loch Ness Monster. I very clearly watched a very large creature swimming peacefully along the river. I've mentioned that to many people over the years, but always just kind of one of those funny stories that we all have. 
I'd even begun to doubt my own memories. But earlier today, God knows why, I was Googling American urban legends when I stumbled upon the Altamahaha, or Alti, a large river monster spotted in the river near southeast Georgia, particularly Brunswick. Well, what, what else might I have seen? A very clear and definite sighting of this monster in spring of 2000. <laughs> very clear and definite. So yes, the Altamahaha, a river monster. I love a good river monster. They're all just that one dinosaur that you couldn't figure out last episode. We're going to talk about it. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about dinosaurs, Bailey. We're going to talk about dinosaurs. Yes, I could not find the name. It's a, well, okay. Some people say a plesiosaur. From what I've heard, the National Geographic pronounced it plesiosaur. So we're going to say plesiosaur. Anyway, it's a plessy. Anyway, (laughs) but yes, that was the dinosaur I was thinking about last episode that a lot of sea monsters are said to be. Regardless. So, the Altamaha. We gotta talk about the Altamaha River. That's where the Altamaha is. The Altamaha River. Obviously. It's namesake. Sure. Uh, So, it's located primarily... Who? Primarily. Primarily? (laughs) Primarily in McIntosh and Glen Counties along the Atlantic coast. It consists of not beaches, but islands, marshes, canals, ponds, and old rice fields that are abandoned. Abandoned rice fields. Um, the Altamaha River has one of the largest river basins in the country, second only to the Mississippi. It's about 137 miles long and joins up with three major tributaries. And I don't know how to say these, but I'm going to try my best. This is embarrassing. Okmulgee and Ockney Rivers near Lumberton City and joined further down river by the Ohupi River. Am I allowed to say it sounds Cherokee? It sounds Cherokee. I know that the Cherokee are in Georgia. And there is, a, there is a native tribe tied to this legend that I could not find a lot about and could not find a lot about why it's tied to this legend. But we'll get there. Uh, and there is some Cherokee going on in there. But I, I'll get there. <laughs> so Not till um, if it's not, I'm not like lump. They're something. not like all the same. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but I did, I know, cause I was on a website where I was researching the specific tribe and it had like four little, um, sections underneath it. And one was like Cherokee of this section, Cherokee of this section, Cherokee of this section, and then this tribe. Mm. So they're intermingled somehow. <laughs> I'm not sure if they are like under the Cherokee nation or if they're just separate, but just nearby. Yeah. I simply could not figure out. So if anyone can tell us, please do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, this river empties into the Atlantic ocean, empties out into the Altamaha sound above Brunswick, where it is joined by Darren, Butler and Champney or Champney rivers before making its way into the ocean. So Alti is found in the myriad of small streams and twisting channels of the river and its adjacent marshes. Okay. So that's where, that's where Alti is. Alti's in that, that there river. So what does Alti look like? So I already forgot to look up this one thing. Let me look up. A sturgeon is a fish. Okay, it's a fish. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I've seen this fish before. This makes sense. Okay, anyway. So, (laughs) alti, right? Alti is sturgeon-like in appearance, which is long, kind of weird nose situation, uh, including a bony ridge at the top of its body. Uh Front flippers... No back limbs, front flippers. So when you think of Nessie, you think front flipper, smaller back flipper. Yeah, kind of. Not Alti. Alti has no back limbs. Okay. Swims like dolphin, kind of. Snout like crocodile. (laughs) Large protruding eyes and sharp teeth. It's said to be gray or green with a yellowish white underbelly. And typically 20 to 30 feet long. Though some have seen smaller or larger creatures, and that implies that there are more than one. There are bigger ones, grandfather ones, baby ones. It's a species of creature. Yes. Um, They can be seen basking on the shore, trolling through the river, or defending itself occasionally against boaters. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are carnivorous, but they prefer fish to human meat. They haven't been reported to eat humans, as we know of, so we can assume they prefer fish. Um, so it's rare for these episodes. I know it doesn't seem like they're really that harmful at all. Actually, I'm going to give you this a spoiler alert. Um, 
they're really not that bad. They just kind of hang. <laughs> I kind of like that for them. Uh, so the flow of the Ultimaha River has been changed due to dams, power plants, reservoirs, and such in the upper tributaries. So Alti is only able to live in the lower Ultimaha and the salt marshes where the depth is sufficient to provide a good home for them. Yeah. Uh, in times of flooding, though, they can move upriver. Okay. So, yeah. Tales of Alti date back centuries with natives reporting a large serpent in the river bellowing and hissing. Mm. So Alti hisses, if you didn't know, now you know. That's one very common thing. Uh, if you don't know, now you now know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and commonly referred to the serpent of Altamaha River. Yes, that makes sense. Um, so, and the natives that this section speaks of is... They originated with the lower Muscogee Creek tribe tradition. So that predates the colonizers. Uh, and the lower Muscogee Creek tribe is a remnant of the original Muscogee Creek Confederacy known as Creek Nation. So I don't know what a lot of that means. I got lost. Those little words. Yes, it is. I don't know what a lot of that means, but I took it directly from their website so I wouldn't get it wrong. <laughs> so if you want to know more, look on their official website. It has a lot of information that I simply don't have the brain power to compute. <laughs> um, but yeah, also a town that we'll talk about pretty pretty deeply is Darren, which is a town found by Scott Highlanders from the shores of Loch Ness in Scotland. So, Loch Ness. Eh, yeah, eh, I got eh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, according to the Ultimaha Riverkeeper, Jen Hilburn, Alti is a prehistoric animal who was first spotted by French explorers in the 1500s, though there is no evidence to back that up. So I don't know. So uh-huh. now, okay. So now what I really have, I don't have a lot of like deep information about Alti besides sightings. This is one of those things that like, you know how usually I come with a cryptid and I'm like, never seen this motherfucker before, but I know lots about it. This is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Got lots of sightings, not a lot of info about this, this, this brother. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go through an itemized list of sightings now. (laughs) April 18th, 1830. A correspondent of the Savannah Georgian newspaper reported multiple sightings of a sea monster on the Georgia coast. The primary eyewitness of this was Captain Delano of the Schooner... That seems like the word I'm supposed to say. Schooner Eagle, who reported seeing a large creature off of Mount Simmons... Nope, St. Simmons Island. Are we talking about a boat? Yes. I think it's a schooner. Schooner? Okay. Was it SC? Yep. I didn't think that's how you said it. I think. I'm not a boat person. Eagle. It was named the Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, St. Simmons Island's below the mouth of the Altamaha River. His description stated that it was about 70 feet long, which is Mm. quite the stark contrast in the 20 to 30 feet we talked about earlier. It's quite Uh, large. And its circumference was the size of a barrel. Its head resembled that of an alligator. Five other men on the schooner also reported having seen the monster, as well as several planters on St. Simmons Island. Okay. So that's one report. Lots of pe- a handful of people saw a 70-foot-long ginormous barrel creature with alligator head. So sounds like our guy. 1920s. <laughs> Timberman reported sighting a large snake-like water monster. That's the okay. whole one. <laughs> 1935, a group of hunters spotted what they called a giant snake swimming through the river. Yep. 1940s, Boy Scouts <laughs> reported seeing the creature. 1950s, two <laughs> officials of Reedsville State Prison saw a creature. Nice. 1969, this one gets a little bit more in depth. Okay. Two brothers were fishing on the Altamaha River at Clark's Bluff. They reported seeing an animal that they first thought was a sturgeon, as we talked about before, but quickly changed their mind when they got a better look, stating that it measured about 10 to 12 feet long with a snout of an alligator and a horizontal tail. They also described the creature as having a triangular ridge along the top of its body, sharp pointed teeth, and being gun metal gray in color. Okay. So now we've got 10 to 12 feet, 20 to 30 feet, and 70 feet. Okay. Are you tracking? Very inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, then there's the 1970s, Harvey Blackman of Brunswick. He said that he had seen the creature in the 1970s. He said that it had a snake-like head and was 15 to 20 feet long. 
and that he had seen it at a point called Two Way on the Ultima River. So a two way yeah. quote on the Ultima River. Harvey Blackman of Brunswick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 1980. This is the most documented case that's like, yeah, these guys know what they're talking about. <laughs> 1980. Some two men, Andy Green and Barry Prescott, reportedly saw Altamahaha stranded on a mud bank near Cathead Creek. They reported that the animal was lying about halfway in the water, thrashing, trying to free itself from the bank. So imagine banked whale, you know, like trying just trying to get back in that water. Mm-hmm. They described it as being dark colored, rough skinned, and about 20 feet long. While watching for about 10 or so minutes, they watched the creature free itself, went submerged, and disappeared. Okay. So they just stared at homeboy for 10 minutes <laughs> while he thrashed like a fish out of water. And didn't offer to help? No, no offers of help. Yeah, really sweet of them. <laughs> 1980, December. Another man reported having seen what he thought was the Ultimahaha in Smith Lake. His description said that the animal was 15 to 20 feet long. So that's pretty consistent. Snake like. We're trying, we're getting our story straight. (laughs) Snake like, two brown humps that protruded from the water, uh, left behind a wake that was that of a speedboat. Ooh. Yeah, pretty cool. 1980s general. So the first one was summer, the next one was December. This one is just general 1980s. We don't know when. A crab fisherman stated that he the the creature looked like the world's biggest eel. <laughs> Very crab okay. fisherman of him. 2002, we're getting more recent. A man pulling up a boat from the river near Brunswick reported seeing something over 20 feet in length and six feet wide break the water. So come up out of the water and then go back. Yeah. So b- big fish. He saw big fish. Big fish. Uh, in 2010, an amateur photographer captured something a video of something strange in the channel off of fort king george historic site in darren so then reported in 2018 uh, and this is actually really well known it was a big news thing a man named jeff warren supposedly photographed a washed up alti corpse on wolf island scientists said probably a shark okay mm, but there were no gills no gill slits or anything like that and it was very weird shaped. Um, but yeah, the body actually disappeared, so it can never be examined. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Typical. Uh, just like Garau. There was a body, I swear. There is a picture. We can post it. Um, it's kind of yucky. Uh, but he said, he was like, yeah. And I saw like seagulls and shit picking the guts out. And it was, <laughs> it was gross, man. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't I think that's how they talk in Georgia. <laughs> No, I was there, man, and I saw it. It was all the my guy. So yeah, I also um, saw some sources. I only saw it, I think, on Wikipedia, so I wasn't sure how positive this was. That said, that Jeff himself had actually staged it, and he admitting he admitted staging it, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was shark remains and paper mache. Oh, so it could be that. Could be a shark. Could be Alti. Uh, so, Bailey, what could it be? What could it be for real, though? Like, in general, the ultimate Dinosaur. What, what could it be? Dinosaur. So, so, okay, so here's the typical, like, the Nessie explanations. It's a log. Driftwood. It's a log. It's just a log in the water. It's silly. Uh, it's an optical illusion of the waves and shit, you know? Dark outside. Those are boring. That's boring, Bailey. <laughs> it's a plesiosaur. <laughs> or, oh my god, I forgot how to say this. Plesiosauria which is the uh, Claude Plesiosauria, meaning, in short, almost lizard. <laughs> oh, okay. Near lizard, kind of lizard. Like a lizard. Yeah. Sore. Sure. Plesio being like near and sore being lizard. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I mentioned last episode, but I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, it's a Plesiosaur or a Plesiosaur or a Plessy. Uh, so... Britannica states that a plesiosaur is any group of long-necked marine reptiles found as fossils from the late Triassic period into the late... Pre- I remember how to say this. Cretus... Fuck. <laughs> Cretaceous period. I was really bad at dinosaur periods, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah. 
215 million to 266 million years ago. Okay. Uh, Plessis had a wide distribution in European seas around the Pacific Ocean, including Australia, North America, and Asia. So everywhere. Yeah. So pretty much everywhere. (laughs) Pretty much all around. Pretty much can't get rid of them. Uh, So it swims by flapping its fins like sea lions underwater flight mode. So it looks kind of like it's 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 a seabird, you know, or a river bird rather. If if you're talking alti, um, its nostrils are found far back on its head near the eyes. So you're gonna hear some of these things that I'm saying, and you're gonna be like, "That doesn't sound like the Altamahaha." I'll explain. <laughs> so, unlike the Altamahaha, a plesiosaur has its little nostrils back, whereas alti is said to have them more forward, like like the gator situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, neck that is long and flexible. Uh, and with this, it may feed by thrashing its head back and forth through schools of fish, which I think is really fun. <laughs> kind of like leaving your mouth open and just, ah, 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 you know, like in the rain. Imagine, imagine how much food you must get that way. Probably not a lot. I don't think it's a lot. Yeah. Um, the jaws of this creature are thought to have produced a bite force of 33,000 PSI, pound force per square inch, if you didn't know. Uh, perhaps the largest bite force of any known animal. Ow. They could get you, but they don't. How sweet. Um, They have no gills. So they are actually air breathers like whales. They're thought to be. They haven't found any kind of evidence of like being a water breathing type of creature. What is it? Uh, It's not cellular respiration. That's plants. It's uh, the, 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 where you get the oxygen from the bubbles in the water. I don't know. I have no idea. I forget what it's called. I'm not that smart. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's like, a, it's like a whale situation, but they're not necessarily a mammal, but they breathe air. Uh, that would be why they get spotted nowadays because they have to come up to breathe air. Otherwise you won't yeah. see them. Uh, the, the Essies that is Nessie, all the Plessy is one, uh, in somewhere. We all, there was another one we almost did. I it was remember. like Connecticut or something like that. I don't remember. It was up there. I thought it was, there's a California one too. Maybe it was California. Oh my God, it was California. I think it was California. Anyway. Like Tessie. Um, like Tahoe. Tessie. Yeah, Tahoe, Tahoe Tessie. Tessie. That's what it was. Yeah. The Essies. I think uh, that, so. God, maybe that's not California. It was one of them. It was somewhere. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um, so the late evolution of Plessies was marked by a great increase in size. For example, Alasimosaurus, which is a plesiosaurid. So there's so there's the plesiosaur, and then it's like in two different classes, and they have like different things based off evolution. Anyway, it it's unimportant for the point of this podcast. <laughs> um, had as many as seventy six vertebrae in its neck alone, and reached a length of about thirteen meters, which is forty three feet, fully half of which consisted of the head and neck. So it's wow. a real long neck boy. Okay. Yeah. So that's a plesiosaur or a plesiosaur or a plesi. Uh, that's that. So, but it's not quite alti, you know, uh-huh. not quite. There's also a creature known as a mosasaur, mo- fuck, <laughs> mosasaur, mosasaur, which it's is me. long tail, more gator-like in appearance. Okay. Mosasaurs are not dinosaurs. They are reptiles that are closely related to snakes and monitor lizards. Mosasaurs were went extinct at the end of the fuck. I forgot how to say this again. Cretaceous. Fuck that period uh, during the end of that mass extinction event. The extinction event. You know the one. Yeah. Um, the Tylosaurus monosaurus shown in the Jurassic Park movie was the largest mosasaur to exist. I don't so, watch it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the The Jurassic original Park. Jurassic Park? I think. <laughs> Probably. I think I've only ever seen the original. I've not seen... I've only seen, like, parts of it. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, uh, the only yeah. reason I saw the original is because <laughs> they brought mm-hmm. it back in 3D. Oh. Um, for a little bit. But a friend and I, a mutual, I wouldn't say acquaintance now, um, but we were friends then. Um, a friend and I went and saw it not in 3D, even though the only reason it was in theaters was to watch it in 3D. So we were the only ones there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Heck. 
Yeah, they went down. We literally it was just the two of us, um, <laughs> and they were not watching the movie at all. Yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, so um, Alti could potentially be my personal theory. So you got these different types of sores, right? I think that Alti is probably some kind of evolution that, because again, you know, Alti is long snake body, only front flippers. Uh, uh, the, the plesiosaurs are known to have the two sets of flippers, like Nessie. Nessie is like a like an A plus, like key plesiosaur, okay? Mm-hmm. That's like, that is what you would think of. Uh, but Alti is not. So it's, it's a similar, it's a, a plesio-esque creature. So I believe, personally, there's some kind of evolution of a plesiosaur. Uh, just hanging out. Um, yeah, they, they literally, as, as I have said, they literally do fucking nothing but pose for pictures like Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as Nessie. Nessie doesn't do anything but pose for pictures, you know? Which yeah. I respect. I respect the model. Get your bag, queen. So <laughs> I said that with a straight face and I hate it. I was actually not looking. I was looking at foot, uh, images of dinosaurs. <laughs> images of dinosaurs? Good, <laughs> I was going to try to look up the word you were trying to say and help, but I have... Oh, I, the, the fucking C-R-E-T-A-C-E-O-U-S yeah. period. Okay, Google. Crustaceous? How do you say crustaceous? <laughs> Is that crustaceous? Here's what I found on the web. Oh, that is so right. Hold on. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get this, Bailey. It's really important to me now. Is so Ooh, this isn't our ad. I'm going to turn that down. You don't get our, <laughs> you don't get our ad money. <laughs> uh, pronunciation. Crustaceous. Am I just dumb? Cretaceous. 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 Yeah. Cretaceous. Now that I'm actually looking at it. You know, if I like really looked at that word, I could probably have figured it out. <laughs> it said it several times in my notes and I typed it several times and I just simply thought I was like, yeah, I know how to say that. And as soon as that came to my mouth, actually producing that word, I said, Cretaceous, potassium. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I was very much like a reader growing up. And so there's a ton of words that like you see in books it's one of those things like you know you think you know how it's said but you've never said it aloud exactly it's kind of like uh a lot of characters names and like fantasy novels like for the longest time i looked at madame trelawney from harry potter i looked at her name and i was like yeah i know how to say that (laughs) and i totally didn't until i I straight up no joke for the entire first book read uh, hermione as harmony I for sure did. Because that, that made sense. Harmony is a name. Hermione is not. You're so right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was Harmony for the first book. <laughs> That's so fun. But yeah, if you listen to me speak, I sound like an absolute idiot. Like an uneducated idiot. But I promise I do know what words mean. I just don't know how to say them. <laughs> oh, I'm very good at like guessing like what they... like. I have a pretty good idea of what wor- most words mean, but doesn't mean I know how to say them. I have taken a class on how to say words. Why can't I remember what that class was called? This is really embarrassing that I can't remember. It's not phonetics, is it? Yes, I took a phonetics course okay. for singing, a singing phonetics course, which is different than speaking phonetics. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I did take a phonetics course and I, I understand phonetics. Like phonetics makes sense to me. I just, words like that. English, okay. Hear me out. This is a English is a clusterfuck of other an languages. Clusterfuck. So it's very hard. Just like you know, when you're learning English and you're like, yeah, the word red, I got it. I read, read. something, and then you're huh. like, I read, I what? Huh? Read red? Fucking what is it? I still consistently have to look up how to spell thoroughly. <laughs> that uh, word yeah. is stupid. The thoroughly. Word, thought, I'm on my soapbox. Through. <laughs> All of the O-U-G-H with the T. Thought through. Listen, thorough. all my homies hate thoroughly. <laughs> anyway, that's the ultimate haha. Nice. I can stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk for hours if you let me, so I can stop now. Dinosaurs. It's a dinosaur. Probably. It's a water dinosaur. And I love her. Him. Them. I love them. 
I love this. <laughs> so mine is a little different from what we normally do. Oh. Um, because it's kind of a cryptid, kind of just a local legend. It's similar to kind of the situation of Jamie's back in the, was it Connecticut episode? Mm, or was it Delaware? The vampires. the vampires, yeah. Yes, I believe it was Connecticut. It was Connecticut. It was so Connecticut. It was totally Connecticut. Because I was going to do Melonheads and then I did. Yeah, so kind of like that where could have been a cryptid. Not really around anymore. But we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. So in a tiny town, there lives a big legend. So fewer than 1,000 residents live in Talbotan. Or Talbotan? It's one of those words. (laughs) um tabaton georgia which is in the talbot county which Mm -hmm. got really confusing because i kept seeing uh and then also talbot so tabaton is in talbot county georgia okay um so fewer than 1000 residents live there but that has never hindered the spread of the town legend so it happened in the 1800s when even fewer people lived in the town um, in their quiet, peaceful village, the livestock began to turn up dead, and everything began to change. It's always Bef- right the livestock. <laughs> um, before we continue, though, we need to turn back the clock just a little bit. If you could turn back time. <laughs> um, Emily, Emily Isabella. I kept wanting to say Emily Elizabeth <laughs> in Clifford. <laughs> it's Emily Isabella. Um mm. Bert was, for all intents and purposes, a fairly normal girl. She lived with her parents and siblings, Sarah and Joelle, um, until her father passed, leaving the widowed Mildred, her mother's name, um, the nice family estate and a reasonably large inheritance. I wish that would happen when my dad died. <laughs> um, it was said that all of the out of all of the children, Emily Isabella took after her father the most dark hair large eyebrows and in some sources sharp canine teeth huh yeah well kind of they're just like sharper than normal like mine are a little bit sharper than i always wanted mine to be sharper than normal so i could act like i was a vampire <laughs> they're not they're really <laughs> uh no my like two front canines are pretty sharp yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine are pretty mine are... yeah they're <laughs> Enough that, like, if I got. Dinner, by the way, if that's if anyone's hearing that, um, I didn't get. I, it's very late to eat dinner, and I'm very hungry, so you have to deal with it. Um. So yeah, my, mine are a little bit sharper. It's not like a. I think hers was sharper than her siblings. I don't know, and it was like one source. So just, I had to put it out there. Interesting. So perhaps it was the money they suddenly had, or maybe the similarities between father and daughter. Um, But no matter the reason, shortly after being widowed, Mildred sent all three of her children off to England to be educated there. Oh. So get out of Georgia, go to England, get an education, and then come back eventually. Um, So Emily, I don't know how long she was there. I couldn't really find anything. I saw maybe someone speculate she was there for about a semester and then was like spending some time back. I, go, I don't really know how long she was there or even what age she went to England. So I, it's kind of mm-hmm. a little up in the air. Um, so it was upon their return that the problems in Talbot began to start. Huh. When Emily returned to Georgia, it was clear that something had changed. She was sickly and distant. Um, She would spend hours staring off at nothing. And even worse, she was prone to sleepwalking. She would sneak out late in the night and have no memory of ever doing so. Bailey, would you say uh, that's the night that the lights went out in Georgia? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm so funny. Okay. It was like the 1800s, so they were still going by, like, you know, candlelight, so... My joke's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also saw one source um, that during this time her mother reported that Emily was beginning to grow more hair, too. Um, I'm unsure if this is body hair or just head hair. Bailey, is 
Is Emily a werewolf? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you can't jump on it yet. Back off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So I don't know I'll which wait. hair. I don't know which hair. Um. Also, puberty question mark. If she was still in <laughs> school, it would make sense. Yeah. We don't know what age Emily is at this they time. I understand puberty. <laughs> they were like, she's getting moody and hairy. <laughs> exactly. Um, but unfortunately for Miss Emily, it was during her afflictions and return that the cattle and sheep killing began. Hmm. So the livestock slayage was so widespread. Slay. <laughs> that was so widespread that there was even a $200, which would be 5500 in today's money reward for killing the creature that was wrecking havoc um they believed at first it was a wolf of some sort killing the livestock as i do believe they were not uncommon in the area at the time but i'm not 100 percent sure sometimes i forget that wolves are real creatures (laughs) yeah because like they're not we have coyotes yeah but like a real wolf like a big ass real wolf I kind of forget that they're not like mythical creatures because I read a lot of werewolf <laughs> novels. I expose myself. Facebook suggests me so many werewolf novels, <laughs> and then I have to obviously I have to read them, Bailey. Uh, anyway, um, moving on. So the reward is set, and then they're starting to hunt it. They're unsuccessful. Um, it's also around this time that they realize that the killing was just that killing. The livestock was not being eaten, like, at all. It was just being killed. Um, so with all of this, they can't catch it. It's it's acting strange. They turn to the outsider in the town. So supposedly, around this time, there was an immigrant um, or a traveler from Eastern Europe living in the area. Um, and he was totally familiar with what was happening. He told, he, he's got it, guys. Um See, the town didn't have a wolf problem. It had a werewolf problem. Duh, Bailey. It was so obvious. Duh. Only werewolves would hunt for pleasure and not for food. So here's what you need to do. So you you got what? There are people who hunt for sport and not for food. I don't know what. I heard something something Cubans, and I was very confused. (laughs) Humans. I did have hash brown in my mouth, so that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you have a werewolf problem, according to this European traveler. What what do you do? What do you do, Danny, when you have a werewolf? Silver bullet. um, Holy water. (laughs) So, here's what needed to happen. Every silver crucifix in the town Mm -hmm. needed to be gathered up and melted down into silver bullets because silver is the only way to kill a werewolf and this europeaner would know because lycanthropy was apparently very common where he was from where he's from i don't know europe bailey yeah the europeans (laughs) have lots of werewolves and lichens if you will so running out of any other option that's exactly what the town did they gathered up their silver crucifixes and made silver bullets. And they went a-hunting again. Now, with a reinvigorated method of hunting, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna catch it this time. <laughs> so, there's a couple different ways the next event could have played out, depending on which source you're looking at. Interesting. So, some say that a few weeks after the silver bullets were made... A hunting party was out on the full moon searching for their lichen. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what? It was there. Wow. The werewolf was there on the full moon. And, and, a man sh- and a man shot at it. And the bullet found its mark. He did hit the wolf. But when it cried out in pain, it was not the howl of a wolf but the cry of a woman that was heard. Oh, awkward. Um, but unfortunately, the werewolf was gone before the party could catch up, and left in its place was a single paw. Huh? Yeah, like there was a paw. 
There was a paw left. Um, was the paw shot? It is also said that the same night, a doctor in town claims that he treated one Emily Isabella. And what did he treat her for, you may ask? Missing hand. Well, it was a gunshot wound to the hand. See, that's what I was thinking, because, you know, um, in, in my werewolf novels, <laughs> <laughs> if you get, like, shot by silver, silver, like, it, it can, like, spread, so you want to cut off the source of the situation. I also forgot to mention Wolfsbane. Yeah. Is also well, it's not, it's not involved in this story. I don't know if you can get it here. Wolfsbane. <laughs> it's important. Well, I should tell him. I should just go and tell him in the Georgia and go <laughs> hang out and tell him. You did it all wrong. Um, so another version of this story um, though I lost my place another version of the story says that Mildred that very night was woken up by the gunshots um, and in this version she already had an inkling of what was going on so she set out to look for Emily who remember at this time had a habit of sneaking out into the night as we all do at that age. <laughs> <laughs> she eventually found Emily in the woods, bleeding from her hand, an apparent gunshot wound. Miss Ma'am. The final version says that Mildred had a gun of her own oh. and was in the hunting party that night. Mildred! She came across the beast, and when it lunged at her, she shot it. And then it turned into her daughter? No, we, we just get to it. She shot it. Um, So between all three versions, um, sometimes the doctor treats her hand for a gunshot wound, sometimes the paw is left behind, and sometimes Emily turns up the next day with a missing hand. Interesting. So it's either a gunshot wound to the hand or she has a missing hand entirely. I like the missing hand better. (laughs) But there's no like 100% sure way. I'm pretty sure it was just the gunshot wound, so I don't really know... The legitimacy of the paw being left behind. How did she cut her hand off? I don't. Th- she didn't. I think it was shot off. Oh, did it go like fully? Like when they shot it, it like blew into pieces, and then I think in that I think in the version that the paw gets left behind. Yeah, yeah that's how that works. That would make sense. Okay. Because I was thinking like a clean slice paw laying there. No, I think it's like it was shot off. Okay. Okay. Very important to know. Thank you. Um, and all sources however after this night no matter what the actual story is the attacks on the livestock stopped Um, it was after Emily was healed too though that her mother sent her off to Paris some say she was going to visit family in Paris Um, others say that's a cover up because she was actually being sent to Paris to be treated by a doctor who specialized in lycanthropy. A werewolf doctor, really? Yeah. Um, years later, Emily. If you know is anything a- from Remus Lupin, you cannot cure werewolfism, Bailey. Who knows? Maybe we didn't cure it. She just learned how to tame it. I guess. I guess that could work. Because. Years later, Emily Isabella did return once more to Talbot, Georgia, and led a successful life. She was a bit of a businesswoman and a landlady. Go off, entrepreneur. She eventually died in 1911 at the age of 70 and is still buried in the area. Huh. You want to go visit her? I don't think you can. I think <laughs> it may be public property now. For a long time, it was actually on private property and you couldn't go visit the grave now i think that it is let me look i think the southeastern institute of paranormal research um has adopted the area where she's buried and you can or they've at least looked into it the what the paranormal research the southeastern institute of paranormal research Bailey. It is of note that they have done research into this and have decided that um, it's fake and there was never a werewolf in Georgia. I beg to differ and I do think though that we should join their forces. (laughs) I think we should join the Institute. I don't know how it works. I didn't do any research into it. I just saw it. Um, 
so yeah so it, in the comment section of this it says SIPR <laughs> has sure done a nice job of cleaning up that cemetery huh. in the same comment they go back and forth on whether or not there may have been a werewolf but they do note that if it wasn't some supernatural thing happening there um, it is very strange that the killings just stopped. No wild animal would have just stopped killing. Yeah, no. And that someone shot him and was, was like, oh, I guess I don't have to tell anyone. Yeah. Mm, dinner. And they just went about their business. <laughs> um, I had one more thing. Part of this, part of my research. My cat's making noise. I would say I heard cat noises. A lot of good cat noise. I don't know what she has. It's through the tree and I can't see it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to ignore it for now and hope it's not dangerous. I don't think there's anything that she like can't have. Yeah. Um, so I did part of my research on reddit r slash paranormal and so one of the comments on this um from erishale that is might be the username sadly werewolf is a misnomer she took after foxes um so they're saying she's a kitsune (laughs) (laughs) which i don't really know where this like they're the reasoning for saying that Emily Isabella was a kitsune is because kitsune are spirits that take over um, the body of a host, which is very different from werewolves and lycanthropy. Yeah, they are. But, they are werewolf, whereas the kitsune is like is kind of a parasite more. Yeah, that was their reasoning. Um, they also acknowledge though that like foxes aren't big enough to take on cattle. Yeah, no, they're quite little and sweet and, and mischievous. But also, so spirit lives inside of the, its host. That's one reasoning that they thought, think it's a kitsune. Um, also because silver bullets do not hurt kitsune. And foxes are much smarter than wolves, apparently. Um, Who are you to say? I, I don't know. Um, so it hid a little, let the family think the daughter was cured, and reduced its kills. Um, And that's how it got away with coming back. Oh, because, like, sometimes a parasite, like, can tell, like, an antibody kind of situation. Like, you know, if you get a virus, it'll come back mutated, because it's like, oh, I've learned how to stay away from from your antibiotics. Yeah. Kind of like that. (laughs) So, I just thought that was Interesting. Fun little tidbit. I from love the a internet. good Reddit post. <laughs> I think we should just go through r slash cryptozoology and r slash paranormal and make that our whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, Emily Isabella, was she a werewolf? Yeah. Ah. Someone thought she was a werewolf. Somebody sent her away for something. She needed to go to France for something. <laughs> I think her grave is also kind of treated like um I think people like leave gifts at the grave and when it's like not taken care of properly you could be cursed. That's part of the reason the Kitsune was brought up too. Oh yeah, because werewolves aren't really the cursing type. But I, mm-hmm. a ghost is a ghost, and if you're a werewolf ghost, then you're still a ghost. Yeah. Okay. So I think you could still get cursed and haunted if any ghost can curse and haunt, you know? I think werewolf cursing is a thing, it's just different. Because it's the bite. And then you I guess are. So. It that is, is the, the werewolf quote unquote curse, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're experts. Uh, yeah. We're actually yeah. lichenologists. I wonder if uh, Emily's werewolf type was a werewolf that would bite and transfer others. Is that how she became a werewolf? 
Or was her father a werewolf? Because she did take after her father. Yeah. I would say so. Her father? Yeah. So in this lore, it is hereditary. That would make sense. It's like a genetic situation. Yeah. The werewolfism. Because there's like no others, you know. Apparently not. It's just Emily, you know. (laughs) There's got to be a reason why it's just Emily and no one else. And, like, does Emily know that biting could pass it to another person? Because then she would, like, avoid doing that? Can she control herself when she's a werewolf? I don't think so. I don't think she has any memory. Because she would, like, leave and... Yeah. Not have a memory of it. Hmm. So, in that case, if she can't control herself, then she'd be biting motherfuckers out the wazoo. I would think. So, where are all the other werewolves? If they were getting close, it doesn't seem like anybody was getting close. I suppose, yeah, everyone was kind of steering clear because something was out killing the livestock. Yeah. Or she was just very elusive. Same. Hi, Harley. Harley. <laughs> Harley. You were doing so well. You were taking a nap. And... That was the sound you... of a cat body rubbing up against the mic. Oh, did she? Yeah, I heard her a little bit. Oh. A light rubbing. You don't need that. Keep going. Thank you. So yeah. Nice. In this version of werewolf lore, I don't think the bite was passable. It's hereditary. But in some werewolf lore, it's the bite and not yeah. hereditary. But in all the good Kindle Unlimited gross romance stories, mm-hmm. I think it's hereditary. Yeah, it's hereditary and also bite. Is it? I've never read yeah. <laughs> the bite. Well, maybe not. Maybe. No, no. Because in... <laughs> The biting is mating in the stories yeah, that I read. Exactly. The biting is mating. So, and like, there are some stories where they try, like, where they're like, I'm in love with a human, you know? And they, but they can mate them, but they won't turn into a werewolf. Or there are some where they can't even mate a human because human. And so it's I don't think I, tension. I don't think I read any with humans. Yeah. It's crazy. Mine it's is. Crazy. There was one. No. Where... <laughs> You're not going to mention it. <laughs> Mine is very no. ABO. There was <laughs> no, there, Bailey. There was one where the where there was a werewolf man, and he was like obviously like the fuckboy type, as they yeah. all are. And then he got with a human lady, and then he was like he told her that uh, he was a werewolf, and she didn't believe him, and they were like in love for like two months. <laughs> and <laughs> then one day he was like, "I can't be with you because I found my mate or whatever the hell." And uh, so he, yeah, exactly. He goes off with his werewolf lady mate, and then turns out this girl's pregnant with a werewolf, obviously a half breed. And he was like, "I want half breeds," <laughs> and so she runs away to Texas. And in Texas, she gets to <laughs> she finds a new pack. I don't even know the name of the story. I've only read this section of it. <laughs> she gets to a new pack, and she meets this guy. But of course, humans can't feel the mate bond because you're a human. And yeah. the guy finds There's... her. He's an alpha, and he and he houses her, and he's like, "Why do you smell like a wolf when you're not a wolf?" And she's like, "Well, I'm I'm pregnant with wolves," and he was her mate, and you protected her. <laughs> Cute. Where did you find this one? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Like you read it on Facebook. Yeah, it was only a section of it, and then it was like, get this app to read the rest. It was like Dream or something like that, the Dream yeah. app. But you have I've to pay to like read most of the story, so I don't read most of the story. I only read the part that I don't have to pay for, and then I <laughs> forget about it. it. But obviously, I don't forget about it, because it's still there in my head. Yeah. I'm a Kindle Unlimited girly. Yeah, I should. I have my Kindle, and I really should get 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 in that. Yeah. You know? Well, there's Kindle Unlimited, which is where you can find a lot of like those. But then there's also Kindle Viva. Maybe there's another version of Kindle um, that is basically a Wattpad where it's like updates. Yes. <laughs> they like. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. I hate it, but I love it. There's one that I saw on like TikTok. It was like, read this. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. And then I figured out it was that. And she's not even finished with it. She's like updating weekly. (laughs) Send it to me. I don't even remember what the plot was, but I like, I wanted it. Yeah. I love it. It was Polly. It was probably Polly. Yeah. I read a lot of Polly. Interesting. I. 
<laughs> We're exposing ourselves here on the podcast. I hope everyone clicked off by now. Mom, please, good, bye. Like, <laughs> I love a good like CEO moment where it's like the CEO of a company and like one of the employees. I know that's like quid pro quo situation. We shouldn't. I'm not into that. that. I don't know. Maybe I, I love am. It. On the like the webtoons, I love like the my secretary is out of order. I think that's one of the ones that I read. And she was his secretary and she won the lottery and she was trying to like leave, but he loved her. So he was like, no, don't leave. And he literally was just like, you can't resign, <laughs> which you literally legally, not a thing you can do. Anyway, I know that we like to classify, we're going to get back to the cryptids. I know that we like to classify them as uh, Bradshaw. Can we talk about werewolves? You're still in the cryptid area. Yeah. It, yeah. We were always in the cryptids. So hush. <laughs> Let us know if you want to hear our recommendations. Bailey and I have... <laughs> Bailey and I have talked about doing maybe like a once a month or a maybe like a Patreon thing if we get that up and running eventually, where we uh, pretty much- The goal is the New Year's. Exactly. The goal is New Year's. Um, but- When we take like, our monthly trips to see each other. Yes. So, okay. We can do these in person. Fun little fact, a little, a little a spoiler alert. I may or may not be moving to Arkansas soon. So we'll be closer to each other in proximity, um, which is very exciting. I'm very excited about it. It does so, not mean we will be recording together. We will still be a little ways apart, but closer. Very much closer. So that'll be very exciting. Honestly, that would be the whole reason I'm moving. <laughs> 100% of the reason I'm moving is Bailey. That's it. Yep. Uh, but, you know, we, okay. So we like to classify our cryptids as Brad Shadow Chad. And I would just like to say that, um, that Alti is a Brad. And I don't know what Emily is. Emily doesn't feel like she fits. She's an Emily. She's an Emily. It's different. You wouldn't understand. She's <laughs> oh, but yeah, we've talked about maybe doing a <laughs> I'm circle so, back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe doing a Patreon thing where um, we kind of end the recording where we should for the cryptid episode. Or you like know, here or before we started talking about werewolves. Yeah. Before we started talking about our werewolf novel fantasies. <laughs> And then kind of doing like a separate thing where we go grab ourselves a little drinky drink based, maybe based on the cryptid that we just talked about. Maybe not. Maybe just a cocktail of some sort. Maybe just straight vodka. Who knows? And I'm turning to tequila girly. Ew, I hate tequila, baby. Here's the thing for- Bailey, you might like this. I used to get a Sonic strawberry Sprite. Okay. Okay. Or like a a strawberry limeade situation. I think it was a strawberry limeade. Strawberry limeade. Sprite situation. Mm. Add, I think, like, it was a Route 44, so I added, like, a fucking cup or so of tequila. (laughs) Shit slapped. It was like a margarita, almost. Like a bubbly, lovely little margarita. And then I drank way too much of it, and now I can't drink it anymore. I can't drink it. See, I would do Sprite cranberry and tequila. Ooh, that does sound lovely. I love a Sprite cranberry. I love a Sprite cranberry. Sprite cranberry season, Bailey. Here's the thing. You can get it year-round at Sonic. I know, but it's Sprite Cranberry season, baby. And here's the thing. Uh, Sprite doesn't make a diet Sprite Cranberry, so if I want it now, I have to go to Sonic. Yeah. I get Sprite Zero and Cranberry. And add Cranberry. Yeah, that's so valid. You're so valid. Bailey's dieting. She's on a she's on a journey. Danny's not dieting. Danny just forgets to eat, so... <laughs> Oops. Anyway, so the goal is uh, we'll have our cryptid cocktail hour, um, and we'll talk about all the stuff that you guys don't want to hear. Yeah, and then we might Drunk. just that on just the Patreon, and that'll be a fun little treat for those who actually care, you know? And we can talk about Brad Chads and Chads there. And maybe delve into the Reddit stories a little bit more. That would be fun. So, it's a possibility. It's, it's the adventure. The adventure is out there. So. I would like to do it, because Danny and I have never drank together. This is true. We know, we have not. And I don't drink often right now because I am, uh, I, well, as you can probably tell, the pump stopped. So I'm producing breast milk for my infant. So not very, so, we can't do very often. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be like an all the time thing, but I can, uh, after approximately 7.30 PM, uh, I can drink all I want. <laughs> Which is when you should start drinking. This is true. So I kind of have that, I, I pump three times a day. Nobody cares. I pump three times a day at 7 AM, 3.30 PM and 7.30 PM. So then after that, I can just like chill it's really good it's really fun i love that i do that now i used to pump four times a day and it was exhausting so yeah anyways <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us to say goodbye it's an hour now <laughs> yeah so 
let us know if you would be interested in hearing us get tipsy and Talk just about chat and hang out just like we do. Uh, but and you can tell us that you want to hear that on our social media. You can on Instagram. Are they there yet? Podcast for yeah, now. Yeah, for now until we eventually change it. Whenever we say we're going to do that someday, and on Twitter, Hty Podcast. Yeah, and you could probably maybe even shoot us an email, maybe Hty Podcast at gmail And you can steal my identity. Here's my social. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Danny's social. I can't say it. I can't do that one. You're right. Here's my bank account information. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Shoot me a text. I, I don't, don't even know. I don't know Danny's phone number. I don't know Bailey's phone number. So Probably, I can only assume the area code, but that's all I've got. Maybe, but you don't know my area code. I don't think. Is it not an eight seven zero? Is it? Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> why don't I, I don't know why I know that? That's where we went to college. <laughs> oh, is that okay? Yeah, so I wasn't I sure. New, and I got a new number while I was in college, so. I knew you got it then, but I don't know if it was attached to there or where you are yeah, now. Yeah, they wouldn't let me transfer my number because my mom's uh, carrier was stupid, so. So, yeah. Anyway, I've been Danny. And I've been Bailey. And you should be very safe in Georgia. I, you can just go hang out right the back of, right the back of Ulti or something. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about the creatures. Don't worry about the creatures. Maybe the people. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Georgians. Bye. Bye.